host, Lisa Cordoff. Welcome to the podcast where you can expect inspiring, raw, energizing, and transformative conversations with people on the path of personal evolution. I'm here to really live my life. And if you are too, these conversations are just for you. I'm really glad you're here. Enjoy. All right, it's time to channel Elton John. Oh yeah, you know it. The title of this podcast episode and the contents of it might surprise you. So we are chatting today about a little bit about 2019, 2018 and 2017, all pretty large years in the life of of Lisa Cordoff in terms of things that have happened and um, and the ability to keep going even although you kind of want to hibernate for 12 years. So hibernation, not going to have happen. But when I chose this song, ep- song title to describe this episode, that I'm still standing, you, I hope you're singing it in your head because uh, I'm a very good singer, so I'm not going to be actually singing these tunes, was that, you know, this is not actually about wearing a badge of honour, about how much I've been able to do or that I've kept getting up when things have been hard or anything like that. That is not what we're talking about. I've made it to the end of 2019 even potentially this whole entire decade, still standing and still okay because I actually started to rest more. And my amazing friend Lisa Carpenter is doing cartwheels right now hearing me say this. I am a naturally, like, well, no, I shouldn't even say that it's a natural way, a a way of being that I have kind of programmed into myself has been quite high functioning. So I'm kind of a person who, and I remember this even as a kid thinking, I'm the one my parents don't really need to worry about. Like if there's a deadline for an assignment or, you know, something like that, I'll, I'll get it done. Like I I have that inner um, motivation or uh, I, accountability maybe. I like, I, I, I can naturally sort of be optimistic and see my way through. I'm, I'm always working towards something, which means that right now, even if it's bad, I can see beyond this moment. Right, so I've got these natural parts of me. But, you know, everything has a shadow side. And that high-functioning part of me led to burnout and an inability to stop and sit with myself, to be with myself in grief, sadness, massive, um, oh, just big life-changing moments. I think I potentially denied my reality for a while because I just kept myself going. You know, I used to sing, I'm still standing, like, look at me, all of this is going down and I am still standing how am I even doing that? Until I got shingles at the end of 2017 and realized that that shit doesn't work. I 
I can't, I'm not a robot. Damn it. Damn. Well, if I'm not a robot, what does that mean? And my body, you know, gives me signs and there's signs everywhere really to say, slow down, sister. You don't have to do all this. And yet that was not a conversation that I was having in my head. And I remember James Wedmore, one of my mentors, said to me, you know, Lisa, the rest is the work. I was like, what? doesn't even make sense. Rest is the work. And, um, you know, like all good mentors, you know, they see things for you before you potentially see them for yourself. And, and I really, I sat with that for a very long time. And I don't, I don't take the I'm still standing uh, like as in I am keeping on going and I will push through this storm and I will do all the things as like that's not that's not what this is about. I'm still standing. I'm in myself. I'm owning my life. I've I feel more powerful and strong at the end of 2019 than I have in my entire life because I started to support myself, to give myself the rest that I need. And you guys, I don't think we recognize how important it is. In the in all of the groups that I've run over the years, the small steps groups, ready for change, like back to you, like I've run so many programs and I've seen so many women struggle with this idea that they feel guilty when they stop. They don't even know how to stop. How can we stop when there's always so much to do? When the to-do list is literally never ending as potentially as mums, as business owners, women in the world. Life gives us, like if we allow it, a never-ending to-do list, a never-ending to-improve list. A full-blown saturation of information coming at us every day via social media or the news or, you know, whatever it is. And we've lost this beautiful, natural part of life, which is like just knowing how to rest, prioritizing rest, creating space for nothingness. Does that exist for you? Does that make you feel a little bit uncomfortable? Because like, well, if I've got time, I should really be blah, blah, blah. And I remember back when we lived in Brisbane, there was, I mean, an amazing um, chiropractor, kinesiologist that we saw. And, you know, bodies are so amazing. Um, You know, he would always tell me my adrenals were working and I was like, I'm not even stressed because I'd literally normalized this low-level stress in my life. I didn't even know where it was coming from. I'm like, I'm not in launch. I'm not, I'm not stressed. Oh, Lisa, your body's telling me a different story. So then I'd go to him and I would say, look, I've started going for walks uh, in the morning. And so, you know, I'm getting that mindfulness time, especially because I'm listening to podcasts about mindfulness. <laughs> I mean, I say it now. And he just looked at me, he's like, Lisa, that's not the point. Walk without headphones. Just listen to your footsteps. Listen to the trees. Just be with yourself. Stop. 
being plugged in. And I was like, yeah, but what a waste of time. (laughs) And I, you know, really didn't get that for a long time. That the, the nothingness, like cultivating that time for ourselves to just rest. Like what time do you go to bed? People in my programs always, I have a saying like bed in the nines because for me and my particular body clock, if I'm in bed in the nines, I'm waking up pretty good the next day. And it doesn't always happen, but it's my intention to be in bed in the nines and it's a beautiful thing. But we need to actually choose it, prioritize it. Like how much are you sleeping We, you know, I hear all the time, like that time when the kids go down, it's the only time I get to myself. So I just want to chill out and watch some Netflix or whatever. Okay. All right. But if that's your choice, then don't complain about being tired. And we all know the feeling. Like Lisa Carpenter always says, a tired mind is an asshole. And it's true. Everything is harder. We don't eat as well. We get snappy more quickly. We can't concentrate as well. I mean, look at what happens to your kids if you've got them when they're tired. I mean, you're the same. (laughs) No offense. So I just thought I'd share just, I mean, and that's the first one. Three ways that I've incorporated more rest to still be standing because pushing through, doing more, it doesn't work. Who else is going to prioritize my own health and happiness if I don't? And if I want to be healthy and happy, then who do I need to be? I need to be someone who prioritizes rest who changes the language for myself around that, who allows it to be okay to not do anything sometimes. Do you do you have that space in your life? So, you know, number one, bed in the nines. What What's a time for you that would make, you know, that would feel really good and you feel refreshed in the morning? It doesn't have to be all the time, but I do find with sleep that the more consistent we are, the more our bodies love it. They just know it's time to sleep. If you have trouble sleeping, have you done any investigating about that, about why? Sleep's really important for humans. <laughs> and um, and we're meant to be doing a, a bit of it. And for sure, people have different circadian rhythms. So you might be a, a bed in the 11s or a bed by midnight person because you fire up at nighttime. I mean, just be careful about why you're firing up and getting that second wind off. Sometimes that can be an unhealthy thing to have happen. But there's also people who just function better at nighttime. Me, I'm a morning person. I would much prefer to be in bed in the nines and wake up at 5.30 or 5 o'clock. You know, that suits me way more. But, you know, you've got to find what works for you. Um. I've also incorporated more rest by outsourcing more in my personal life. So this year, when I began solo parenting, I hired a house cleaner. They come, they're a SWAT team of four people and they come once a week on a Wednesday and it's the best thing ever. And I prioritized that because I knew I I literally 
I wouldn't, I just needed to create some space. It's not a particularly huge house that we live in, but I, I mean, I needed to be available for my children. I needed, I just, I just needed to prioritize it. And it's not something that we'd had in the past, in the year and a half before that, as, um, as my husband hadn't been working. So we're both kind of home and, and able to work on it together. Me by myself, three kids, I'm getting the cleaner. But then he passed away in September and, and I was feeling the squeeze on my life as my kids required a lot more of me. And I wanted to create that space for them. So we, I hired a housekeeper who comes in on a Tuesday for a few hours and tidies up. And she's completely rearranged my house. I mean, you guys, she's like some sort of angel in my life. I don't, it's never looked this good. She's extraordinary. She's to do interior design. Like she's amazing and comes in and helps me out. So I'm not doing that crazy clean before the cleaners, you know the drill. And a PA who helps me with life things. And she just does a few bits and pieces, but I know that she's there and she can help me out with things when my personal to-do list starts to become too much for me. You know, I'm going to be real and tell you I'm not the person who schedules in dentist appointments or keeps on top of bills. That hasn't been who I've been in my life or who I was in our marriage. And uh, and I needed to accept responsibility for that and find ways to support myself, to keep the things ticking over that need to be ticked over and also create room for, once again, just more room for me to be the mum I needed to be and want to be for my children at this season of our life. The other thing that I did uh, was I started to cancel activities. There's never been a time since my son was six months old. There's never been a time we haven't had weekly swimming lessons for either him or all three children. And that changed. That changed in September when I realized that we needed less things to do in the afternoons. We needed less rushing, less keeping up. I needed to create space. The kids needed downtime. We're just pressing pause on the things. And you know the beauty of that? It's It means that in 2020, we can consciously build stuff back into our routine that feels okay, that doesn't disrupt the level of peace and restfulness that exists in our house right now. And I'm so grateful for it because I don't think we realize that I don't even, I didn't even think that we were busy all that much in the afternoons, but having, you know, two or three afternoons a week of activities, it's actually, it's a fair bit for someone who is, you know, got three kids who like doing different things and allow us the opportunity to just chill out a little bit. You know, like we accept that life has to be a certain way. And then we come back to recognizing that we do have choice and and we get to decide where to from here. <laughs> you know, my kids are going to swim a stack this summer. I, we go to the pool a lot of weekends. Uh, you know, is, is the world going to end if we just take a break from swimming lessons for a while, you know? And what I'm realizing is the pace of life can feel really, really different when you start prioritizing rest. 
as a, a solo parent who really, you know, <laughs> like the buck stops with me in a lot of ways uh, for my children, for our household. And if I'm being 100% responsible for for showing up in the best way for my children, as we all want to, I needed to start to change the conversation to really get that the rest is very often the work. I think think about those times when you're on holidays. And I don't know about you, but I mean, I can just get on a plane and I'm getting all these creative downloads and I'm feeling refreshed and I get a pen and paper out and suddenly I'm seeing my life you know, with a bit of context. I'm, I'm seeing it objectively because I'm just a little bit outside it. I'm not in it, just running, running, running the whole time. And we think that we need a holiday or a break in order to be able to get that. And I can remember one time coming back from a, a mastermind retreat actually in the US and just thinking, you know, who says that I have to have post-trip blues? Who says that this level of creativity or that this level of inspiration and ideas generation has to stop? Sure, it's heightened when we when we go away. But if I love this and I want this as part of my everyday life, then how can I bring it in? How can I how can I bring in the benefits of the rest? The benefits of getting outside of my reality instead of just living it living it living it living it all the time. And for me that's definitely been creating space. You know, create literally just not craving getting to the end of the day so I can just chill out and watch Netflix but or like waking up earlier and doing a self-hypnosis or doing a little meditation or just sitting with myself just to contemplate, just sitting, watching the leaves outside of my window. That stuff is good for our brains. It's like if I'm a person who wants to be more peaceful and calm and you know, be able to step into a bigger and bigger and bigger vision for myself, for our, for my kids, for our family, what's possible. How do we do that if we're busy all the time, if we're racing all the time, if we're running on empty? The good stuff doesn't happen from that place. Burnout does. Snappiness. You know, victimhood. I never get a chance for me. I know there's never any time. Really? Really? You know, we don't have to um, go to a meditation retreat in order to be able to feel the benefits of this stuff every day. I mean, those things are nice, let's be real. But I'm just wanting to share that for me, to still be standing at the end of 2019, what? You know, I had to take full responsibility for the amount of rest I was having. And so I ask you, like if we were sitting down here having a coffee together, which is totally what I'm imagining, and I was looking at you across the table at a cafe just going, you all right? Are you tired? Are you getting enough rest? I really care that you are because I know to be 
the most amazing versions of ourselves. We can't do it on empty. There's nothing left for you. I bet you spend all your amazing energy on, you know, things outside of you a lot of the time. Let's bring it back in. Ask yourself, what do you need? How much rest do you need? What are you craving? How might you carve out little moments of this? What could you start saying no to? How could you exercise a little bit more choice amongst the things you feel you have to do? Where is your tank being constantly drained? Is there anything you can shift up there? Is there a responsibility that you're taking on for other people that perhaps you need to start letting go of? Is there help that you need? Is there exchanges you can do with neighbours or friends or family? Could someone take the kids so you could have a night just to yourself, even in your house by yourself with your partner if you've got one? Whatever. Be honest with yourself about this stuff. For you to be standing really tall, solid, okay, like doing well. What do you need? A little bit more rest and recharging? Who made the rule that our lives need to be constantly on the go? Like We all bought into that hook, line and sinker. So much so that we feel guilty when we stop. Can you see how crazy it seems? I'm not buying in, you guys. I learned that lesson. I got the shingles. (laughs) And I don't want to go back there. And there are definite busy times in life, but that is not my default. And it doesn't have to be yours either. I'm strong. And I'm still standing because I rest. And I am learning how to flex that muscle more and more every day. And I wonder if you could too. See you in the next episode. Hey, if you're enjoying the conversation, then it would mean the world to me if you head over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. It really makes a difference and it's my intention to get as many of us involved in real conversations that really change the game as possible. Thanks so much for your help and I'll see you in the next episode. 